Dylan Thomas. If you like the episode today, please like me on Twitter and Facebook. Please share the show with a friend. Let them know that uh, we got a good show going. On today's episode, I'm interviewing a woman from Girard, Ohio, who has had a few different paranormal experiences throughout her life. Hey, Tammy, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, so before we begin, um, so you, you've you've had uh, a number of paranormal experiences throughout your life, correct? That you were telling me about. Yes, I have. Um, I wonder if there's something to that. Um, you know, before we get into this, I just want to ask your opinion on something. Um, okay. You've had multiple experiences, <clears throat> as you just mentioned. Now, you know, there's people that will go their whole lifetimes without having some kind of paranormal experience. And then there's the people that are skeptics for most of their life until they finally do have a paranormal experience. And it turns them into a believer or it at least makes them wonder. And then, right. the, then there's those, those people that seem to just they seem to have paranormal experiences over and over. And it, it's a common thing that I've. I've heard throughout me studying paranormal, you know, things and just talking to people. It's a common thing that people have multiple experiences. Do you think, in your opinion, I mean, it's almost as if there's people are susceptible or maybe they're more connected than others um, to, to those kinds of things? Or what are your thoughts? I believe that's true. Everything that I've seen and read on the paranormal, because I watch a lot of those shows about the paranormal, and they do say that, that some people um, are more susceptible to um, the paranormal, especially children. A lot of times children will be the first ones to um, see things or hear things, and a lot of times parents will think, oh, they're, it's just their imaginary friend or whatever, and find out down the road that it was something paranormal going on. Yeah, there's there's been hundreds of books, and um, there's a few books I have in my collection of just recollections of children 
um, having either thoughts of past lives or paranormal experiences. It's almost as if, you know, like a lot of people think that maybe the veil's a little thinner when, you know, they, they first come into this life and they, they don't, they haven't been, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but influenced by uh, culture or ideas, um, you know, that that stuff's not true and that's made up. Right. And my grandson at three has already had some things and I know we'll get into that, but, um, so I believe that. Okay, great. Um, so you had a few stories to share. Um, would you, would you like to start maybe from the beginning? Okay. Well, the very first, of course, um, I don't remember. My parents have told this story many times. I was only a couple months old. We were living in a farmhouse in Virginia where I was born. And the house was known to be haunted. And my um, mom and dad tell me that, yeah, there was times that they would hear noises and strange things, but didn't really have too much trouble. My grandmother came to visit, same thing. She heard things. But the one night, it was really cold in the house, and it was being heated by fireplace. Mind you, this was 63, and, you know, it, when it was really cold um, this evening, and my dad woke up, and the, the fire was completely out. And... He even stirred it around, put his hands over it, no heat whatsoever. And it was real late. So he told my mom, he goes, well, let's just, you know, wrap, bundle her up real good. And um, he said, I'll, you know, get the fire started early in the morning. So that's what they did. They went back to bed. And next thing you know, he wakes up and there's a bright glow and sees like the flickering of the light and stuff and jumped up out of bed thinking that maybe the place was on fire or something. And when he went out to see what was going on, there was wood in the fireplace and it was blazing as bright as could be. And now uh, was there wood in the, so you said there wasn't wood in the fireplace prior to him waking up? No. And that's interesting. What, what do you, what do you think that is? Do you think that's, uh, I mean, what what would explain that? Is that is that like paranormal? Is that a you think that's a spirit, or is that is that more on the lines of kind of like we can generate our own reality and kind of almost make things into existence in, in some sense? Uh, Have you ever heard of that? Like that kind of? I don't know. He felt that it was um, something paranormal in there because. Um, 
he knew for sure that the fire was completely out. And knowing the history of the house and um, when they had moved out and went to a little farmhouse on the same property and these other people had moved into the house, um, they had so much paranormal activity, negative activity, things flying off the wall, things that scared them so bad, they moved out of this house within a couple of days. Now, do you, do you know the history of the property? I mean, is there any tragic deaths there or anything like that? No, he, no, he didn't know anything like that. Um, he just knows that these people um, were not very well liked. And when all of this stuff happened and they questioned my parents about if they had had any thing like that go on. Um, of course, my dad's really straightforward. And he told them, he goes, well, he goes, um, not too many people care for you guys. And he said, maybe the ghost didn't either. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. He's funny like that, but that's what he told them. He goes, because we really didn't have any trouble. And he tells me today that they actually helped us and didn't terrorize them like they did these people when they moved in. That's got to be pretty scary to move you out in just a couple of days of being in there. So that's probably about it as far as um, the story in Virginia goes. Okay, so and then you guys, um, what happened after that? You guys moved away or what? Yes, my parents ended up moving to Ohio. My dad had got a job at General Motors, so we moved. And um, we lived again in an older farmhouse in Canfield, Ohio. And that's where we started to experience things again. We had heard that at one time years ago that the house was um, being used for like um, some type of a church for a while. Um, it had the old big sand stone uh, walls in the basement. It was a pretty old house. And um, I always had gotten a really creepy feeling going up and down the stairs, especially. Um, it always felt like something was behind you. Um, and what was bad too was you couldn't turn any lights on to see going up the stairs or anything until you got to the top of the stairs where the one bedroom was and flipped the switch on at the top of the stairs. And even my friend, my best friend that I grew up with, when she spent the nights at our house a lot, um, she was like my parents' second daughter. Mm -hmm. 
she always felt like the house was haunted as well and would get that that weird feeling of somebody being right behind you and and feel the need to hurry up and get up and down the stairs now was this only at this on the stairs in the house or was there other places in the house that uh... there was other places in the house the upstairs um there was the two bedrooms um and the one in particular the you, like when you got to the top of the stairs there was you walked right into one bedroom and then through the doorway to go into the second room which was my room and there was a closet in that room that always gave you the weirdest feeling when you opened it and were getting anything out of it you still got that same creepy feeling like there was something there and again my good friend she felt the same thing well when my brother and i were younger i had um, those johnny quest western action figures and the horses and stuff and they have like um bendable uh arms and legs and stuff and so we were in the bedroom you know playing and we had the closet door open we were you know sitting right in front of the closet and we had some of the our figures set up and i had there was a geronimo figure and i had him like legs straight out in this sitting position and i went when i went to reach for this thing didn't even get close to touching it it actually did like a back somersault away from me wow. i'm not talking it it didn't just like fall flat on its back backwards this thing tumbled over as i was reaching for it in the air no it just it, it it was like on well it didn't go way up in the air or anything but it just it was just like it it, it went back on its back but then kept flipping on over but it happened quickly mm. and my brother and i looked at each other and got really creeped out so that put an end to playing in the closet now how old how old were you at this time probably I'd say maybe eight or nine. That must have been a pretty scary experience for you at that age. Yes, it, it was. Because if you would know, these are kind of big figures too. Um, and there's no way it could have did like a tumble like that on its own. But there was a lot of things that happened. Um, like you would hear music coming from upstairs when nobody was up Ooh. there that's creepy um what did or it sound like, like um well one time my mom thought that we had the radio on or something my brother and i i don't really know what kind of music it was she didn't like specify but it was something she thought we were listening to mm -hmm. and we used to play outside a lot and go in the woods and everything so she didn't realize that either my brother or I were not upstairs 
and she thought the music sounded pretty loud so she yelled up the stairs to turn the music down well when the music didn't go down and there was no response a few minutes later she yelled again still nothing she ends up going up the stairs by the time she got up the stairs there was no music and of course there was nobody up there no and this good i'm no. sorry good and, and this happened more than once or you would hear um like walking up there or um thumps and things like that when there was nobody there right so there was definitely something going on upstairs right wow. but the closet thing i would have like the same reoccurring dreams about the closet and always being scared for some reason or another in my dream i was always looking through the closet and and knowing and feeling in my dream because the the part of the closet kind of went back in mm -hmm. um that it was almost like being scared to to go through the clothes and step in and go back because it just felt like there was something there but in your dream you're in the closet i would start to be go first standing in front of the door the open door of the closet like looking but then always it would be that i was trying to kind of look for something or reach for something towards the back of the closet um to the right because it would kind of it kind of went back in and that's where i always felt like something was there and like i said my friend was the same way when she was there it got to the point where i hated to even open the door and i always would make sure that the door was closed what about your brother did he feel that there was something in the closet he did especially after the thing that happened with the johnny quest action figures um what about your parents did you say anything to your parents or did they feel that there was something in the house I think my mother did. I, well, I know she did because there's other stuff that had happened. Um, my dad, he really said that he never really felt anything there. Um, but the rest of us did and friends did. Um, I also had reoccurring dreams. I remember I told you about the stairs. Um, I would have it was like nightmares really that i was laying on my stomach at the top of the stairs and my arms were going almost like as if i was swimming and trying and looking down the stairs trying to get away to get down the stairs because i felt like there was something behind me that i was trying to get away from and i had this reoccurring dream so many times i can't even begin to tell you but there was one that i had same scenario that where something was about to grab me from behind and in my dream it was like i was flying head first down the stairs and at that time we had a door at the on at the bottom of the stairs where later on my dad took the door off that went up the stairs 
but um, and I woke up in my dream in a panic before I reached the door as I was like flying through the air towards the door. And my Where parents you... called. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. And, and there, it was like the same for me with my parents' closet. I had a nightmare that I was hearing things down in their room, and I knew. I was looking for my dad and I couldn't find him anywhere. And I, in my dream, I went to look in the closet and there was definitely something in there and whatever it was scared me so bad. And I knew in my dream that it had taken my dad. And do you think these dreams are like a manifestation of your fears or is it more in the lines of I've heard people talk about how spirits can or entities or whatever you want to call it can get into your dreams and and like cause dreams and that that's possible i mean because even now i hadn't had that dream about that closet over there in my bedroom in a long long time well it was probably only several months ago that i had had the dream again oh wow first time in years and even here where I live now maybe it's from my childhood in the closets but I cannot have the closet door open any bit whatsoever Mm. and it could be a fear I guess from you know my childhood and the those dreams and what happened there maybe you need a a past life regression or something but that's for another show but I mean, that <laughs> I know I would like to do that. Maybe help overcome some of them fears. Um, but maybe there's something you're holding on to. It could be. Um, there was um, other things that happened there. Um, we had these neighbors that um, when the Man, Myth, and Magazine first came out on witchcraft and uh, paranormal and stuff like that my mom had bought the first episode that come out thought it'd be really interesting well there was this group of people that were like naked and standing there and they were supposed to be according to the article witches well my mother swears that and she was right that several people in the picture look just like our neighbors. And were they the ones on the magazine? She thought that they looked just like our neighbors in the one article that were supposed to be witches. And it, I can tell you honestly, it, they did look very much like them. But who knows? I mean, that's a stretch, but uh, there was another incident in my bedroom over there. I had um, a small organ that my parents had got, and it was in my room. And I remember sitting down to mess around with the organ one day, and I um, all of a sudden, this 
just really sad, depressed feeling came over me. And I started playing this weird, creepy music. And it was almost like I was in it like a daze or something. I could hear it, but I could, it was like I couldn't stop playing it. And, and the more I did, the sadder I got and tears just started rolling down my face. My mother could hear this music and because of its sounding like something from a horror movie, um, which I don't even know how to play anything like that was another weird thing. And she came upstairs to see what I was doing and what was going on. And she finds me sitting like that. was just staring straight ahead, tears rolling down, playing this. And she's talking to me and I can't stop. That almost sounds like you were possessed. I know. It's scary. And she ended up grabbing a hold of me and yelling and sort of like shaking me. And once she pulled me away, then it's like I snapped out of it. And that scared me really bad. And for some reason or another at the time, she had felt that it was the neighbors that she thought was witches. I don't know if they were, they weren't, but that's the way she felt. And my dad had carved this um, little, this cross out of wood that my mom had had on the chain um, that she wore for a while when she was younger, he had made it for her. She, um, at the time, the Angora yarn was real popular that people would put around their class rings and stuff like that. Well, she um, made like a braided, like chain, say, out of this Angora yarn mm -hmm. and put it through the hole um, in the cross and had me wearing that for a while because she was scared for me. Wow. So how many years did you guys live in this home? Oh, gosh. Um, I think uh, we moved there when I was like, um, uh, say like five. And um, let's see, I, I lived there till I was about 17, moved out for a while. And then um, I ended up with my son moving back in there for a few years. Uh, I think, um, I'm not sure the exact year, um, and my parents got divorced. And um, of course, they both had moved out of the house, but it was probably um, in the... Uh, mid 80s to late 80s that until they left there and did your son have any experiences in that house um not that i'm aware of 
um, but he did have some experiences in another place that we lived and that was in Alliance, Ohio. But um, let me ask you a question or do you, do you feel that any of these are related in any way, like the one in Virginia or the one in Canfield or the one, the one that you're going to talk about in Alliance? I don't know because there were other places that I had lived in between that I didn't have any experiences. So I, it was, I don't think it was like that something was attached to me or following me, I guess, but there's something to it though, that I've had so many experiences in my life. Right. Um, I had a terrible one with my friend that I talked about that would stay at my house in Campfield. Her and I had a horrible experience as well when we were teenagers with a Ouija board. I, usually in that sentence, it's never a good experience with a Ouija board. Usually right after a Ouija board is, you know, something negative being said. No. That was very, very scary. That's probably out of all of these experiences I've ever had would have been the scariest one. Okay. And now, you know, when I watch all these um, different shows and um, read documentation on experiences with Ouija boards and stuff, how it can actually um, bring bad things into your life. I would never, ever touch one or want to be around one ever again. Well, yeah, I definitely think you can definitely connect to something that's not of the physical world with those things. And like you said, it's it's usually negative. So, um, so you, yes. want to tell us about, you want to tell us about that experience with the Ouija board? Yes. Um, like I said, we were teenagers, maybe about 14. And um, we had gone to stay with one of her good friends that she grew up with and knew before me, um, we went one weekend to stay at her house and she had this Ouija board. And so this whole weekend long that we were staying at her house, we would get this Ouija board out. She had a hardwood floor in her bedroom. We would sit on the floor and put you know, the Ouija board in front of us on the floor. And so we would take turns, um, you know, like her and my friend would, you know, they would work the Ouija board or then her and I would, we took turns like that. And um, once it started to work, um, we asked it a lot of questions. Um, it even started interacting and asking us things. Um, one, of course, we asked its name, and it was Greg. And um, so one thing, we smoked at the time. We shouldn't have been, but we did. And um, as we're talking about getting a cigarette or whatever, it was like this was was still listening 
because we're sitting there playing, but we're stopping, you know. Mm -hmm. So when we have our fingers on it, it said about wanting to smoke. And spelled out. And um, we were like, well, how are you going to do that? What, where, where do we put the cigarette? How do you do that? And it moved, pointed to this place towards up towards the top of the middle of the board. And so um, the one friend, she set the cigarette up on the board on its filter. And I swear that it was look like somebody took a long drag off this cigarette. It just like lit up and went like way down. Wow. So we're like freaking out. Okay. And, um, so then, you know, we're, we continue and asking it questions about this and that. And I can't remember everything, but, um, it said something about, um, well, Helen, the, the one friend, she, uh, asked if it could like see us and it said, yes, I see you all the time. And of course her, she's, you know, like, well, do you see us when we shower and stuff like that even? And it was like, yes, I see you everywhere all the time. So don't you know, whenever you, you know, we take a shower or something, you're, uh, and this is in the back of my mind, thinking of this thing. Okay, so mind you, this was all weekend long that we were doing this, like from Friday to Sunday. And so we were messing with this thing multiple times a day. And so this was probably one of the scariest things. Um, my friend and I were, uh, you know, had the thing on the floor and was, you know, messing with it again. And um, we smell something burning. And we're like looking around and talking just amongst each other, but our, our fingers are lightly resting on um, the thing. And uh, so we're, we're like, what's, a, what's that smell? What's burning? And we're like checking things, see if the, you know, something burning in the ashtray, a cigarette wasn't put out or whatever. And this thing starts going. And it, start, it spells out, hell is burning. And then it just went like crazy. It, we had, we're having a hard time as it's spelling this out, keeping our fingers on it. Actually, a couple of times had, it slipped off and it's going. And then after it spelled that out, it went around in a circle and just flew off the board out from under our fingers onto the floor. And this is honest God's truth. I know it sounds crazy. But this is really what happened. And the worst thing is that as we're messing with this thing, it starts trying to explain to us about wanting to be there. And so, of course, this other girl, she's all, well, what can we do? How can you do that? And it proceeds to try to explain to us that night we were supposed to do these different things to 
try to bring this spirit or demon or whatever it was in there back. And of course, my friend Kim and I chickened out and we're like, no, because it's already scared us bad enough. And we have no idea what we could be bringing into this world. And that, that was it. I was done. I was like, I'm not messing with this thing anymore. You do what you want, but you do it when I'm not around. Right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty intense. It was scary. And I, I don't even want to see one. Don't want to be nowhere around one. Okay, we've got maybe time for one more experience. Um, you have another one you'd like to share? Well, we had um, the, the um, duplex that I lived in in Alliance, Ohio, um, my son and I, um, he was about eight at the time when we were living there, and uh, my fiance at the time, and um, this place, um, when you would go down like um, the hallway, to where the bedrooms and the bathroom was and right straight ahead going down that hallway was um, a door going out to the deck out on the back of the house and it had a window in it and stuff of course so but you would always get a creepy feeling um, going down through that hallway just like that feeling in the house I grew up in of going up the stairs and something being behind you and, or just getting a really creepy feeling my son felt it as well um especially like um at night you know um seeing the outside you know that door um would always you know kind of scare me but um i started um like when i would be in bed at night um, I would uh, wake up with like being pinned down and, and something like a weight on top of me. And I, when I would first wake up, I couldn't move. And, and even feeling um, like a, uh, at times a, like a, a hand squeezing um on you know on me it's you know armor um stuff too and um this started happening almost every night and my son as well was having nightmares really bad and uh he'd wake up screaming and crying and being really scared and um come to find out um his bed, he'd wake up with his bed shaking or coming up off the ground. And um, I ended up, I started to study the Bible. Um, and I explained to um, the girl that I was studying the Bible with about these things that were happening in the house. Mm -hmm. So um, they, um, asked me about, you know, things, if there was there anything in the house that um, could uh, bring this type of thing to come on. They said, like, um, 
um, it could be books, it could be things you're watching on TV that could have to do with the paranormal and stuff like that. Well, I had a lot of books that I used to read, like Stephen King, Dean Koontz. I had um, The Exorcist in paperback. And mind you, when they saw my box of books, they were really creeped out and wouldn't touch them. I had to be the one to get rid of them. And um, so they're trying to, I guess, in a sense, cleanse the house of all these negative things that could possibly be bringing something um, paranormal in. So... Um, I would get so scared and they would tell me about praying and everything when I get these feelings or this stuff happens. And I was trying to, you know, put that in practice and it got bad enough that every night when I would go to bed, I would pretty much put the Bible on my chest and cross my arms over the Bible and hold on to it so I could try to sleep. And I don't know if it was um, a nightmare or if I actually, if because uh, I felt that pinned down feeling again, but I remember my eyes were closed and I had that feeling like of being pinned down and the weight on top of me. But I also had my Bible and I, I remember because I was studying with Jehovah's Witnesses, I remember before I could even get my I know eyes open. I don't know if this started in a dream, but when I I was like going, ja, ja, and I was trying to get out God's name and and it wasn't coming out. And then as I'm struggling to get this out, I remember I all of a sudden my eyes come open and I flew up in the bed and finally got the whole word Jehovah out. And I think, I don't know for sure with my son, but the more I studied and got rid of that stuff and everything, I think um, that stuff eased up um, a lot. Um, but it wasn't much longer, you know, after that I ended up moving from there anyways. So how many times do you think this thing uh you know, pinned you down or, um, it, it was a lot. It was a lot because was it we, like a sleep paralysis type of feeling or was it like, could you feel hands? And um, it, it, um, I could actually feel the weight mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not sure if part maybe could have been like a sleep paralysis thing, but there were times that I could feel, the hand or like fingers, like, um, this is, I, it's, and this, I hate to even say this, but it, cause it's kind of embarrassing, but it once was actually even feeling a squeezing on my breast. And that was a definite like feeling. Fingers. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that falls under sleep paralysis. No, and that's when it, I really started getting really scared. And you said this happened a lot of times. Um, yeah, there for a while. There for a while. It, I'm it, surprised it was, you didn't move. 
I know. It, it got to where it was like happening um, several times a week when it started getting really bad. And my fiance at the time, when I finally, um, it, it had the nerve to say something to him about it because it was getting so bad. He actually had experienced the same thing of being like something was holding him down. Oh, wow. And you don't think this was not something that was from the other house in Canfield, was it? I don't think this was so many years later. Uh -huh. um, like I said, um, that was, uh, that was probably like, well, that's probably the first place I lived though after Canfield, I guess. I almost moved to Florida. I was staying with the aunt and uncle after the move from Canfield. Then I was going to move to Florida. I was there for like three months, um, came back to Ohio. But then I was um, staying, um, my, we were staying at my dad's house um, for a couple of months until we had moved into that place in Alliance where all of this stuff happened. You said your fiance experienced that. Um, but your son, did he did he have any experiences in, in that place as well? He well, he did because he he would wake up screaming with nightmares and stuff, and had the same feelings that I did the um, with the hallway and the the back deck and um, even like the the backyard into going into the woods. Uh -huh. um, I said he would wake up terrified and with his bed shaking or actually even coming up off the floor so there was definitely something there and there was like in my bedroom there was like a uh i guess be like i guess like kind of like an attic or storage place it, there was like a a square you know that had like a um like a door like that you could lift um, up to go up into this like little storage area or whatever and I always um, uh, when I you know be laying in bed and I would like look up and see that it always gave me like an eerie feeling so that's you know about everything that happened there and then you uh you moved from there you left because of yes yes i had really no other experiences anywhere else um until um there's been some stuff happen at the place that i'm living in now um more i think with some other people that's been in this house than me. I've only experienced a couple different things besides my little grandson um, saying and seeing things. Uh, and he, um, like one night, well, it was early, early morning. It was still kind of dark outside. He had woke up and came and got in bed with me. And you know, was laying there and all of a sudden he just sat up in bed and he, I go, what's wrong? He, and he points 
like straight ahead. And he goes, eyes, grandma, eyes. And I'm like, where? I go, what are you talking about eyes? Right there, grandma, eyes. And he had done that like out of nowhere in this house a few different times. Um, it, he, we were um, downstairs in the living room one time and he was playing and he like turned and looked like towards our sliding glass doors that goes off onto the deck and he starts pointing again and talking about eyes and the old lady, the old lady, grandma, or he'd say that to his mom and he'd be like, what do you, what old lady? He goes right there. And he would point old lady right there. Wow. And my mom swears that Almost she had, you could see. Yeah. Something that we weren't seeing, but he mentioned eyes several times. He mentioned an old lady. And there was one time he said red eyes and uh, my daughter and I were sitting on the, the couch, watch TV one evening, and um, the two grandchildren were up in bed, and we heard like this commotion. It felt, it sounded like something had fallen and made kind of a crash, and we we're like, what the heck? Thought maybe, you know, the, the older grandson had gotten up and, you know, knocked something over or whatever. So her and I came upstairs and to check. Both kids were sound asleep. Well, not too long after that, we were in the kitchen, we were playing a game, and kids were in bed. We heard what sounded like maybe like a baseball or something, um, like rolling down like hardwood steps. Mm -hmm. The only hardwood steps that we have in the house that aren't carpeted are the ones going up to the attic. Oh. And, yeah. And so her and I, after that last incident, um, <laughs> we're choking around about, um, we need to check that out. And she goes, well, I'm not going up there by myself. <laughs> she goes, you're going to go up with me. So we come up and we look and sure enough, the kids are sleeping. So, I'm like, oh my God, I go, but it sounded like a ball on hardwood stairs. And we're both standing in front of the attic door, which is across, was directly across from the bedroom door where the kids were sleeping. And so we're like, you know, looking at each other like, okay, um, not really wanting to open the door, but we needed to. So we did and nothing. There, of course, no it was like no baseball laying there. No, didn't see nothing. But um, I have a friend that stayed here several times, Sarah. She um, would sleep on the couch. And she swears to this day that this place is haunted. She goes, Tammy, I not only once, but a couple of times had seen something sitting on your stairs looking at me when I was here. And now when she says something, did she explain like what what did it look like? Was no, it like an apparition or was it she like did a she couldn't really figure? tell. She yeah. She said it was it she just knew and could see like an outline of something there. And um she's told me this 
many times. And like I said, my mom said she's seen different things. Myself personally, other than the things that happened with my grandkids, um, I only one time, um, I was laying in bed and it felt like uh, as if like the cat or something, um, like maybe like hopped up onto the bed. You felt that. Mm -hmm. And then like as if it was slowly walking across the bed you could Ooh. kind of feel that where and then I felt like a weight over my legs and that really creeped me out bad but as far as I me that's the only thing wow that's pretty amazing well Tammy I think you should um maybe protect yourself and uh maybe look into something something with them dreams you know like I said, maybe try to look into a past life regression or something like that. I would love to do that because I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like um, that I'm more susceptible to and open to this type of thing that it happens mm -hmm. or if it's somehow something attached to me or follow me but there has been places though that i've lived and didn't have any experiences well maybe where we could, i have a we could have you do one and get you back on the show sometime uh that would be great i would love that and i do have a friend that everywhere she goes but she collects antiques she has um experiences maybe i could get her to come on your show yeah that'd be great well thank you and um thank you for being on the show and uh take care now okay yes thank you so much it was a pleasure all right folks that was the end of the show um i hope you enjoyed it today um please remember if you have had any experiences uh please if you'd like to share them and come on the show uh just drop me an email at dylan at in search of reality podcast.com check out my website in search of reality podcast.com like us on facebook and twitter through the website um Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks. And now a quote from the book, Memories of Heaven, by Dr. Wayne W. Dreyer. He's a, I have friends who must have had a past life flashback when they met for the first time in this life. They were only four years old, and a boy knelt down and bowed before the girl. They both started speaking in Chinese for a few minutes. They began to play like nothing had happened. Australian parents of both children who only spoke English were speechless and quite alarmed. That was from Angela Christine Jasmine, Bergara, Australia.